0: Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
2: Bills Mafia, the first edition of the Buffalo Bills comic cover series, is now on sale. Products include posters, sweaters, and shirts. You can purchase these items exclusively at any Buffalo, Rochester, or Syracuse area Wegmans. Wegmans, the official tailgating headquarters of the Buffalo Bills. We wanted to get back to the tweet sheet where we were asking you today, how do you want the Bills offense to look when entering the postseason? Two weeks from now, what do you want it to look like in your ideal Bills world? Tim on the tweet sheet says, I like the commitment to the run. Keep that up. I want Josh to take what the D gives him. Seems like he's still trying for the big play. I think we read that one already. That's my bad. Mike says to be able to attack whatever the opposing team's defense is, whether it's run up the middle, outside, short passes over the middle, outside the hashes, don't need to be balanced. Just execute what works when needed. Well, that's kind of what every offensive play caller is trying to do, right, Steve? But you got to adjust this kind of the game unfolds so yeah in an ideal world that's great but
1: (laughs) yeah it's gonna change as the game moves along yeah that's a little generalized uh but yes and the bills have been doing that i mean they have they have
2: they did it saturday
1: yeah let's let's not forget they're on just a little bit of a winning streak here you know so um that's nice
2: yeah from twitter user x run based with play action. No turnovers. The Bills' defense will keep most teams at 20 or under. The Bills have kept their opponents to 20 or under 10 times this year, including the Chiefs. This is a winning formula. I I, I will say play action is down this year compared to what it was under Brian Dayball the last two years.
1: Um, I don't if know you, if we need play action or not. I, I, yeah. yeah, maybe if if the other team's susceptible to it, like certainly – if you played the Bears again, they'd be susceptible to it because you crushed them with the run this last time. Right? I don't uh, I think one of the things about it with a guy like Josh Allen play action isn't as effective because they don't straight hand off that much. Um,
2: right? Because this not offense under center a yeah. lot to begin with. When
1: you say run based with play action, I I no. This is the throw. This they throw it. Their offense is to throw the football. Yeah. They don't need to change anything, and I think that would be a change. Certainly they can sprinkle in play action, but they're not gonna do they're not gonna do ten reps of play action pass in a game.
2: Right. And the reason I said it was down compared to what it was under Dable is because I wasn't trying to say they should do more of it. I was just stating a fact. It is down the number yeah. of times they've used play action from what it was under and Dable. It's, not that Dable used it a ton either.
1: I, I don't think I think this offense is a shotgun offense with Josh back there Uh and daring you to play man coverage against Steph Diggs and Gabe Davis and McKenzie or Shakir or Beasley, whoever's in the slot, and Dawson Knox. Uh, If you want to play man, you better win in the back end and have a spy on the quarterback. Because if your defensive line runs a stunt up front and leaves a gap, he's going to gash you. They got problems with a run game because of the quarterback uh, threatening you with the pass, and he'll run it. So this is a throwing offense. You don't need to have a run-based offense. And, And you know, last week in Chicago, they were playing a team that's won three games all year and stinks at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and it showed and
2: it lost seven in a row <laughs>
1: and and it showed and yeah. the bills the bills did a little bit of a flex on them um and that's probably going to skew some analytics for some teams that are looking at the bills trying to figure out analytically what they're doing you mm-hmm. throw you might want to throw that game out cuz they only threw it 26 times
2: right and there were a couple other games where they actually ran more than they threw it
1: Uh, Right. But yes. And some of those were games where, you know,
2: the Browns game was the
1: Browns game, the Packer game, the any of these teams where they were squeezing the life out of the Patriots first Patriots 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 game, you know, so they did that a couple of times, but those were late in the game rushes. Yeah. Salt
2: the game away situations,
1: which is great. And that's kind of what the bills did here. Bears weren't moving the football offensively. They didn't, you know, Bear, what did the you oh, know, they Bills couldn't weren't getting anything? Right. So the Bills weren't really worried about getting nicked for a big play.
2: Yeah. Andrew on the tweet sheet says would love a bigger role for Cole Beasley, but love the increased utilization of Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary, and James Cook. Stephon Diggs got us here, and the reduced workload will have him fresh come playoff time. Much needed versatility with this offense. Now let's talk about that for a second, Steve, because I remember the game last year was right at the end of the season. They got Diggs his hundred receptions, it kicked in a bonus for him or something. And Josh was literally force feeding him the ball. And it was a game that they didn't necessarily need. I don't think a win was going to improve their playoff seating. If I remember right in week 18. Right. And so I asked Josh after the game, I said, you know, you're, you were forcing the ball to Diggs and blah, blah, blah. And that's all well and good. Um, Was there a reason that didn't happen sooner? And he kind of shed some light on the fact that they had been pacing him and Beasley through the course of the season. Because if you remember the year prior in 2020, those two guys entered the postseason, not a hundred percent. Diggs was dealing with an oblique injury. Beasley had a cracked bone in his leg. It impacted the effectiveness of their passing game in the postseason, even though they did make it to the AFC title game. Is that at work again here, do you think? Or based on what Josh said after the game on Saturday, maybe it's just the way the game unfolded. He didn't intend to not get the ball to Stephon Diggs. It just kind of happened.
1: There may be some of that in there. Um, I think you'll see remnants of it or evidence of it during the week in practice as well when these guys are getting more than one rest day. And, you know, they got a little extra time off this holiday as well. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that's on their mind. And if they did it last year and it worked, and let's face it, this team was humming last year when they hit the playoffs oh, and yeah. got into it. They were singing. So I'm sure Sean McDermott is looking back at his notes and remembering it and saying, you know what, Just, yeah. we we got we to repeat that because they hit this the postseason last year. I remember thinking this. They were, they were 100% healthy at the playoffs as the playoffs kicked off after 18 weeks, they were a hundred percent healthy and rested and just humming. So I think, yeah, there might be a little bit of that posturing and getting your pitching staff lined up for a late, you know, for the, for the series coming up. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, totally. And I, and I'll say this too, because people might've forgotten this, but over the last four weeks of the season, last year, the bills had the second most rushing yards in the league over the final month of the season. And after this week's game, when they ran for 254, albeit against much different circumstances, you got a beleaguered Bears defense that's half the guys probably don't even belong in the league lining up for them right. uh, because of all the injuries they've had. And they run for 254. And so I asked Singletary, I said, look, last year down the stretch, you're running back re- your running game really kicked it into gear. You were the second leading team in rushing over the final month of the season. Do you feel like you're getting back to that now? I, was, I just wanted his take on it and he wasn't ready to commit to that he wasn't ready to commit to that and I think it's partially because I think they knew they were running against an inferior opponent this past week but if you can do a little not as much but if you can do a little running like that against the Bengals that's not nothing
1: no it's not and it might have been a little serendipitous about facing the Bears at at the exact time he wanted to kind of chill and run the football and and it might have been a a happy coincidence where you get a team that can't stop the run and and you want to flex that way and do it um maybe some of that i think we're going to see a much different football game
2: oh yeah well the bengals not for nothing they're a top 10 run defense as are the bills i mean the bills are fourth in run d and the bengals are seventh so yeah
1: it's It's gonna be a tough night
2: it's gonna be flying in the air i think
1: Yeah, it's going to be a tough night.
2: Yeah. Uh, From Jay Whistler, healthy O-line is the most important. Like to see Josh's elbow stop impacting his throws and decision-making. Do you think that's still happening? I don't think it is.
1: I don't know. I I mean, there's no way for us to know. but We'll never know.
2: He says he feels good. I guess what else would he say? I feel lousy and I can't throw. He's not going to say that.
1: But
2: as Adam Archuleta, our guest last segment, just said, Two weeks after the injury, he rips that ball to Diggs at the end of the game against the Lions, right? And, and salts it away. Um,
1: yeah, it puts him in field goal range right yeah, away. And they win the game. They win the game because of it. Yeah, and
2: and, and he I'll, made a and, third and the,
1: and the third and third and seventeen against uh, the Jets as or the Dolphins as well. You get twenty one, and he rips it right over the middle too to to Gabe Davis. That's think a about, huge throw
2: right after he just hurt his elbow. And granted, maybe adrenaline's going here. But the two plays after he hurt the elbow, he throws a 60-yard bomb to Gabe yes. Davis, puts it on his chest, right. and he can't pull it in. That's two plays after the injury happened. Yeah. So I it makes he's you right. wonder.
1: He's okay. I mean, he may not feel 100%, but his, you know, whatever it is he feels, it's yeah. good. it's pretty great.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know that it's impacting his decision-making. I think it's his competitive nature. That impacts his decision making more than anything yeah, else. I think you're right, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like you say yes. all the time. You got to peel them off the ceiling sometimes. Absolutely, he is so jacked to go win a football game. If you don't, you
1: know, in, in, in this game in Cincinnati this weekend, if I'm Ken Dorsey, you may just call a quarterback power sweep play one first and ten on your twenty-five after the opening kickoff. Yeah, take
2: the hit. Yeah. Get he him get to...
1: him roughed up and then get him back in the huddle. So and he settles down. down. Yeah. he settles down. Unless he snaps one off for 35 and snaps a hammy, then you're in trouble.
2: Oh, my God. Bite your tongue. Um, Kevin on the tweet sheet says, I want to see 2021 playoff Gabe Davis. I want to see a balanced offense and no abandoning of the running game if it's working. So he's he's reacting to what we saw last week because a lot of the social media chatter from last week's game, Steve, especially after they watch three turnovers happen in the passing game, two on interceptions, one on a fumble after a catch. They're like, why are we not running it more? We're killing him in the run game. We got to be running it more. Don't abandon the run game. And I get it. But in the end, that's not what this Bill's offense is. They're a passing offense. So, yeah, I mean, if the run game's working and you're ahead on the scoreboard, sure, run more. I can I can understand the argument but there's also an identity to this offense. And I don't think they're ever going to stray too terribly far from it. Adam
1: said it in the last segment, just be, be, just play the Buffalo bills offense, let them them play, be who you are. Let them let the Buffalo bills be the Buffalo bills. And I get it too. There's a lot of angst in bills in the bills mafia about this. It's a huge game and you're playing a really good football team. Right. Um, Just let remind, let me remind you that the Bengals are playing a really good football team too. really good. Yeah, really good
2: from Thiel, trust the run game. Allen is good, but do we always need to use him? No, we easily could have killed Chicago off if we ran the ball, but we stopped doing it. So I want Dorsey to trust Cook and Singletary to carry the rock well, instead of forcing Allen to be the MVP on every play. Okay. A lot of
1: these, a lot of these. I love the people who listen. We really appreciate people getting involved and responding to us, but this is a little bit of a hyperbole here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they didn't call Josh's number very often in the run game this last week, and they haven't for a while. And what did he throw it
2: 26 times? They threw it
1: 26 times. So
2: far below what he usually, yeah.
1: yeah, So this thing about abandoning the run, listen they're abandoning the pass is what they did in this game. It's just the opposite of what you think you're feeling. They abandoned the passing game and they were running the football all over it. So they only (laughs) threw. So I get it, but no, yeah, that's not what's happening.
2: Yeah. And it's not that they don't trust cook and Singletary to carry the rock. They just know Allen more often than not is their best answer on every single play because
1: he is the MVP
2: because he's a freakazoid.
1: Yeah, he is an MVP and he's the, and it was this way. Anytime you've got a guy playing Josh Allen's position quarterback, who's the guy like Josh Allen, a la Cam Newton, John Elway, Cam Newton, um, you name it. uh, Randall Cunningham, Mike Vick. You get a guy that can do something outside of that. Yeah. That's it's a weapon you got to use because defenses don't see it very often. They got to cope with it. Yeah. And Josh Allen, at six, five, 250, yeah, they got a, the defense. They're going to have a problem with him. So they don't do it all the time. And certainly, there's a lot of times where they don't ask him to, but it ends up being him anyway. So if you got a guy who's an MVP caliber player, it's Looney Tunes not to use his abilities.
2: Looney, Tunes. fully, I like it. You got to
1: right. let him. You got to let him drop back and sling it. And if you need him, let him quarterback sneak it.
2: Yep. We got to take a break here. Steve and I will wrap things up with some final thoughts on the tweet sheet next here on One Bill's Live.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
1: The clock at four. Donchich.